Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 108. What's happening, Raj here? <laughs> Today, August 14th, 2014, we're talk about a bunch of shit, including the fucking Raj Podge. Yeah, baby. <laughs> team tournament. <laughs> we'll be talking about that. You and I happen to team up once again. Yeah, imagine that. Not a surprise. <laughs> We've... I think we've teamed up more times than Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Who would be the Joe Pesci type character that started tagging along with us after a while? Yeah, maybe Golki. I think it's Golki. <laughs> Could be J-Jack, though. <laughs> <laughs> Could be as well. What have you been up to? I see seeing pictures of this, this motorcycle, man. That's what I've been doing, buddy. It fucking yesterday is the first day. It was done. Got around on the road. I fucking drove around town a little bit. Lost my goddamn license plate and ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when you're just fucking with it in the garage, you just put a little bit in there. And when you're all stoked up to get her out and move around, you don't think about that shit. Mm-hmm. A little license plate bracket. The plate slides in from the bottom so it can fall out. And the little retaining screw popped out apparently. Go buy a license plate. <laughs> so I fucking pushed the goddamn thing about a mile to a gas station. Fortunately, it rolls pretty easy, and there's no goddamn hills over there. And then as I was gassing up, I'm like, man, my fucking license plate's gone, too. <laughs> so then I had to hit the goddamn road and see if I could find that. I was able to find it, though. It was crumbled up like a fucking napkin on the side of the goddamn road. <laughs> Must have been run over a couple times. Oh, oh, just had that sucker for a couple days here now. Yeah. Today's oh. the second day. I don't know that many people with motorcycles, but judging from the guys that own them in my apartment complex, <laughs> I'm sure you've been just revving the engine ceaselessly <laughs> at all hours of of the day. There is a fair amount of that when you're tweaking the car, which I still got to do again. Got to rejet the carburetor, get her fucking tuned just right. It's running a little rich right now. Rich. I don't have any fucking clue what that means. <laughs> that means burning too much gas, yeah. making too much smoke. So, yeah, that's been my fucking project, and I'm pretty fucking happy to be done with it. Mm-hmm. So, you, do you foresee some, some hobby time coming up here, or, or what? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I think what I'm going to do is just focus on one model at a time, see if I can get some mojo rolling again. I stopped about halfway through book five of Dune on audio, and it's been like a month or two since I fucking cracked that thing open and listened. So I don't even remember where I was, but kind of eager to get back to that. And I'm definitely eager to make some progress on some Orctonians, so... Try to stick to one model, not get overwhelmed, because that's what led me to just saying fuck it all anyways. I wasn't making any progress on anything, so I think that would help out a bunch. Sounds but like the legend strategy. <laughs> one at a time. One model on the table at a time. Maybe that's the Bretonian painting strategy. Because <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> so that's about it, though. Interesting. I've been feeling a little bit of a... Warhammer Funk coming over me here. Oh, imagine oh, so that. You might get the get this boost of mojo, but I've actually been doing pretty good since the tournament. I haven't done too much at home, but I have been doing is popping over to Ledge's house 
during lunchtime yeah to dick around with models over there <laughs> and actually base coated some bretonian horses and a few night models for him. Oh, you were his fucking nerd apprentice or what? No, I just forgot my shit <laughs> once or twice. Helped him out there. Worked on some high elf spearman models, the old ones. Yeah. Kind of just mucking around. Really, the only, you know, I'm trying to figure out a color scheme, but the model is almost totally metal. Just little bits of white and a couple, like a little bag and shit. Yeah. So it's really just trying to figure out the metals and... It's been pretty fun messing around with those. I'm trying to get... Well, I want to use metallics for sure. I'm kind of burned out on the non-metallic metals that I've done on both the Demons and the Woodies. Yeah. And when I was... My goal is to do some metals with some nice uh, dark to light colors. So a lot of times if you're just doing metal, like a lot of high elf spearmen, the metal is just washed and it's just kind of flat. So I want to do some nice highlights from something dark to something light. And I've actually been mixing in dark, non-metallic gray paints in with the metal, like bulk gun. So I'm yeah. mixing bulk gun with like a darker, just a gray color. Yeah. So it's going from like a dark, like a dark gray color, non-metallic or just barely metallic to like a bright, shiny metallic color. It looks <laughs> kind of interesting. I'm kind of curious once they're, once you hit them with some varnish what it'll look like because it looks pretty cool because the gray is nice and dark and then like the chain mail is really popping yeah but i don't know if i'm gonna have to go back and do some gloss you know because the, the metal's just shinier than the gray too so i'm kind of waiting for the final call here with the varnish to see if i like it or not but you might be able to pick up some extra metal flake and just put it in there if that's the issue just lacking some of that no, well, the issue would be once I hit it with varnish, then it's all like a dull color. Yeah. So that like the gray and the metal have the same reflection, mm. where I want the metal part to be shiny as fuck. Yeah. Without hopefully, you know, I don't want to have to gloss varnish just like bits of the metal when I'm done. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna figure it out. That's standard operating procedure for me. Is after I clear coat everything with a matte varnish i go back and hit things like the mouth the gums the teeth the eyeballs mm -hmm. anything else that should be shiny i go back and hit it with a brush on art coat the forehead <laughs> on some dudes <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah but at this point i'm i need to get some high elf old shitty high elf archers to figure out how i want to do the whites and figure out what other kind of scheme i want to use i got Two units of ten high elf archers sitting there. Really? Yeah, based, built, looking pretty. Well, Prime black. Old shitty ones. Prime black. Mine are plastic models, so multi part. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the current release is, but. Yeah, I'm looking for the old single pose. Uh, Douchey McDoucher says. <laughs> I will be gluing them diagonally to the base. <laughs> as in the high fashion of fourth edition. <laughs> All right. That's just the way it was done. Other than that, the other thing I've been doing at the ledges is working on some beasts of Nurgle. Okay. I have a bunch of extra bodies, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to convert them up very similar to my beasts of Nurgle, and then I want to sell them. I want to sell them for 33 bucks a pop. You can, I'll, I'll put it on the blog. You can just contact me if you want some. 
I'm just kind of, I have these, I just want to feel it out. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just put it on like an eBay, buy it now store. Okay. If nobody's interested, but yeah, because the Beast of Nurgle models are 25 bucks and they're quite shit. <laughs> so these are better and I, I can make it worth my while if I charge 33 bucks. So if you want some awesome Beast of Nurgle, check out the fucking blog after this or hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> I might be able to do more than five, but... I'm just curious. I have these. I'm just putting it out there, man. <laughs> putting my energy out of the universe. They're going to be tentacled and all that? Yeah, they're going to be almost identical. The, the one thing is they're going to have um, some kind of little claws sticking out of the side. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to explain. They're almost exactly the same as mine, but <laughs> not quite. I had to cut one corner to make it time-wise feasible to sell them. So Okay. Uh, other than that, so you'll see pictures of those on the Magnificent Bastards corresponding episode 108 post. Yeah. And the other thing you'll see is how I transported my army to Quake City, to California. Ugh. I didn't talk about it last time. And the reason I didn't talk about it was I had a matter to resolve <laughs> with Sable Designs. <laughs> there was a bit of an issue. Yeah. And what it was, was I ordered all the foam. I figured out how thick I needed the foam to be. Mm -hmm. Ordered it on July, or not July, June 30th. Yeah. My flight was leaving July 16th, so it seemed like there would be time enough yeah. to get this material. Two weeks. <laughs> but Did you pay for fast postage on this? No, I don't, I don't even recall if there was an option. But the website said two to three days. And it would be shipped out. Okay. The day after this, I went to the war store because I needed some certain paints that I used for the demons. And then I noticed that the Sable Design inserts were also on sale at the war store. And they were a little cheaper. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> wow, what do I do? And instantly I knew I'd be screwed because I would either order the war store ones and try to cancel my Sable order. And I'd end up with both. Or if I didn't do anything about it, the Sable one would never arrive. So instead of doubling down, I decided not to place the order. And sure enough, the Sable order never arrived. I put a question to him on July 2nd asking when they would be there because I wanted to get them by the 10th. Sure. I didn't get a response. On July 11th, I told him to cancel my order because I wasn't going to be able to get it in time. And then on the 12th, I finally got a reply where he apologized and said he would send me some extra shit. And on the 16th, I didn't have anything. I repeated my request for a cancellation. And at that time, the day after, he said he shipped it out. On the and, 17th? Yeah. Which was <laughs> the, day, the day after my flight left. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I was in California, came back. The phone was sitting there in a box. <laughs> So I went through it. At this point, I didn't know what to think. If there was a bunch of extra shit in there, maybe it'd be cool in the end. Looked in there, there was no extra shit. And what was there wasn't what I ordered. <laughs> so I had to send it back. And it cost me eight bucks shipping. <laughs> but I did get a refund processed yesterday. And yesterday being the 13th of August. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I'm not too pissed off about it because what I did instead, because I needed to do something right to get these out there. I borrowed a bunch of foam from you. Yep. You had some pluck foam. But what I did, I just went to the Hancock Fabrics 
picked yeah. up a big wedge of foam, <laughs> just a big sheet, basically. The, the like green a, stuff they have? Yeah, like a one-inch thick. Yeah. yeah, maybe like 18 inches by 18 inches, something like that. This is a huge piece of foam. And then I ripped out all the grid squares out of the middle of all my inserts. Yeah. So you know, before you had like the little cubes for each little individual guy. Yeah. And because almost all of my stuff was plastic, it wasn't a super big deal with how snug they fit. So I just made kind of different sections using these foam foam cuts. And you can see on my blog post kind of how I did it. But I just used this foam to create sections. And then with all that extra pluck foam, I just jammed it in there and put a bunch of models and jammed it in there. Yeah. Pretty good. I found those plucks pretty fucking handy for filling little gaps and making everything tight. Yeah. So th- and th- the one thing is you can't, like, I plucked all the way the, to the edge. So there's like one squares kind of depth going around the edges yeah and you need to leave at least two squares worth because that glue on the edges is like a super powerful glue yeah that kind of sticks and if any of your models are touching it you'll get that on there yeah you don't want to stick to it sure but and that's what i did so that foam only cost 10 bucks so in the end even though i had to dick around that dicking around saved me that foam was going to cost 65 bucks so even though i had to pay for shipping back yeah in the end, I saved like 40 bucks at least. And from here on out, I know that if I ever need to fly somewhere else, you know, I can just do this. Yeah. So I won't have to ever buy any more inserts. So. All right. That was the story. <laughs> of Roger's foam. <laughs> Roger's foam failures. <laughs> Anyways. Should we do email of the week? Yeah, let's hit it. So we got Simon Lindridge. Yeah. This one, you sent this one a while ago. Yeah, April 28th. (laughs) Speaking of fuckers who don't respond for a while. (laughs) (laughs) What does he say? All right, so give some cheers for the podcast. And then he makes some comments regarding counts as armies. So he's got two questions here. As you have both worked incredibly hard on your armies, both of which are counts as, I wondered where you thought the limits were regarding this sort of army. And he has a link here to a demon army. So he's got a link here to... Kirsto Nikolov's demon army, which is nothing but a bunch of plastic bugs glued to bases. He's got spiders, got a big, weird anteater-looking fucker, (laughs) a bunch of little tiny spiders and shit. And uh, so what he's asking is, um, he has another link here also to the gnome army, Mm -hmm. which, that's Annie, the dice chick. The difference between these two armies is clearly that Annie put in a lot of thought and a lot of effort. effort. Yeah, I think the key thing is effort. Yes. First of all, I don't think my demon army is a counts as army. I'm using almost all of the models are based off what they are. Yeah. The only ones that aren't are the the plague letters, which are using the blood letter bodies, obviously. Your cannons, I guess you use the, the cannons. The cannons are scratch built. Yeah. But every almost everything else where your Ortonians to me are accounts as because they're not orcs. Well, they're not they're not humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so they will so be that humans. One, yeah. <laughs> I think is accounts as army, and then to somewhat your Minotaurs are accounts as. Yeah, because you could use them for what they are. Because like I have used them, like for my uh, Screw City list, they'll be Minotaur, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. I think the big difference here is that one bro yeah, took a bunch of really cheap shit, didn't do anything to it, just glued it to bases. It doesn't look good. 
is clearly just wants to bust out an army. And I can't tell what build he's got here based on looking at these models, but probably pick the power build because the type of dude that would build this kind of army would probably pick the most powerful list he could find. (laughs) (laughs) I think, too, it seems like with Annie's, I mean, there's effort there, obviously. And then there's also the effort to make it somewhat resemble what it's supposed to be, kind of. Yeah, I, or at least you know. it's play on like a play on it. Some of them are kind of jokey. Yeah, but I don't know. I know I'd be curious to hear people's opinions in general about Count as armies if they think the demons are Count as. I guess the issue is effort and clarity. Whether you can figure out what the things are. Yeah, well, the question Simon has here. Part of me completely loves his punk rock anti hobby approach. But it caused a huge Twitter shitstorm. <laughs> Did he cross some sort of line? I'd be mildly offended if I went to a table and someone put that shit down. Yeah. It just smacks of, like, like what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? You know, it, I don't even think in a lot of tournaments here he'd be allowed to play with that. If someone showed up with that at Wapaka. Yeah, I think we would kick him off. They'd get the boot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And any respectable tournament <laughs> yeah. that are trying to create an atmosphere, which in- which encourages and includes hobby, would have to take some kind of action against it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, non-GW models are allowed, but those even, aren't even... They're not even models. Not, yeah, they're... <laughs> <laughs> well, also in this post, and it relates to the subject, is the Caius slash Domus... Yeah, the the minions. Yes, the minion army. And, I mean, even that's at the line, though. It it was clearly a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And they painted it, and it was well done. And they had little name tags that would go with everything when they played to avoid yeah. confusion, to help people know what was what. So, it, you know, in that regard, they've mitigated the issue. They've clearly put an effort, and they're going for this theme. Yeah, that's all. And, you know, it still the, wasn't clear. <laughs> it was confusing to play against. Because Bear and JJ or a Bear and Legend played against it, but they made they made an effort to try to mitigate that and make it as clear as possible. You got to consider the level of the dude making the complaint, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, because this unit of minions are clan rat clan rat slaves, and then the one next to it is Chaos Dwarf infantry. So there's like a big difference there, and they look exactly the same. It. But they did make the cards, and they were trying consistently to to make it clear and they put in a lot of effort to come up with something interesting and different i guess that's the line right there like the effort you put in effort and clarity so if uh this bro christo had had little name tags to go by each of these do you think that would help smooth things over a bit maybe or do you think if you showed up each one had like (laughs) if the corn ones were red red bugs (laughs) slanish bugs were pink and the Nurgle bugs were green. If you fucking showed up like we were going to have a friendly game and you showed up with that, <laughs> I would play. That's fine. But I'd be breaking your fucking balls the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll have to have probably pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Cheapest army there is. 10, 15 bones. It's, more to, it's probably more money to get those bases and movement trays together. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee fucking T it is. The guy did gravel up his bases, I suppose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I'll just have Andrew head down to the hardware store, <laughs> head to the little kids section, pick up a bucket of bugs, have them base them, give them a clean $50 bill, drop them off. 
<laughs> and that's a whole army done. We're ready to fight. Let's do it. <laughs> Buy a can of primers so that gravel sticks to the base. Let's see what other questions Simon had here. It's hard to talk about this without being a total dick, so I'm <laughs> trying to be cool here. <laughs> so he asked how it was different from it, from Annie's army, and I think we spoke to that. You know, mm-hmm. Clearly, Annie put in a fair amount of effort and had a theme. She even freehanded the banners and whatnot, so... Yeah, so we'll throw throw a couple pics of these armies in the show notes. Yeah, we can link to these uh, links that were supplied here by Simon. So then, number two, his second question. The Orctonians are an awesome idea that, oddly enough, fit into the above disqu- discussion quite well. I wonder if Johnny has some sort of plan for the mages in the army, seeing as all the Bretonian casters are women. We've kind of touched on that before, so the plan so. for that is going to be goblins with blonde wigs and dresses... <laughs> On pointy hat, the pointy hat. Yeah, like wizard like the caps. Star on top. <laughs> and little veils. I'm going to try and like freehand up the dresses, make them look pretty interesting. Yeah. And I would like to see some sheer dress painting <laughs> efforts. To, so you can kind of see the, the goblin nipples. You can see that the sheer. It's a goblin wearing a stuffed bra. <laughs> 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 so that's the plan there. Um, are there any plans for some orcish damsels? Blonde pigtails riding side saddle. <laughs> Not orcish, but gobos, yes. Because uh, those human damsels, they're pretty fucking weedy. I think a goblin is pretty solid versus a burly looking orc, which would look kind of comical and super drag with like big lipstick on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it would look pretty. Part of this pretty army fine. that I'm working on is just entertainment as well, so it cracks me up. Just. The regular night models are pretty entertaining for me just to look at and work on. So, yeah, he asks if that's a bridge too far. But no, I don't think so. I get a kick out of it. And if the shit's not fun, why are you doing it? Now, if you want to talk about Christo's army, you can't say he did that for fun. There's, like, nothing to it. There's no ingenuity. There's no converting. There's no. There's nothing to pull it into a Warhammer theme. There's just plastic bugs probably hot glued to bases. <laughs> <laughs> Hot glue. That's no good. That stuff's brittle, man. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make the long haul, buddy. I'd wager these models are a little flexible because they look like there's a bunch of these little plastic flies, the kind of fake shitty fly you might get out of like a quarter machine at the <laughs> front of the fucking grocery store. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that's the difference. Have a cool theme and execute it well, and I don't think you'll get any complaints. Mm-hmm. If anything's questionable, for the Minotaur army, for instance, you know the ogres are actually ogres with two hand. They actually have two hand weapons. So mm-hmm. I don't have to put a sign next to them. These bros all have two hand weapons. And per the ogre book rules, there's only one unit that can fucking look that way. The man-eaters, they definitely stand out and look unique. They're built up bulkier. They look more experienced. They have crossbows and crazy shit to show that, yeah, they have shooting weapons. And um, the guts obviously all have a little more armor, and they have great weapons. So that's do all I got to say. Do they have more armor? Yeah. Armor plates. <laughs> what about the two hand weapon guys? Don't they got a little bit of armor? Too? They got a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they come with light armor, bro. <laughs> Whereas the great weapon guys will have like a big metal shoulder plate or something. Oh. So <laughs> well, we'll have to take a close look at this. <laughs> <laughs> take a close look at my fucking fist, bitch. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so that's that. I think it's about the level of effort, what you go through to yeah. tie it all in, and even if you're not that skilled. You can still pull off some cool shit if it's something you enjoy, your heart's in it, and you find it enjoyable. And you love the theme. That's part of the reason I do what I do in terms of bull ogres and Ortonians. Mm-hmm. 
because the teams are pretty solid. Yeah. All right. Let's fucking do voicemail of the week, buddy. Yeah, this one is from Jason Shoop. It's All one right. of several voicemails we received. Let's check it out. Hey, guys. Jason from New Mexico, and I'm calling about the best question of the month, Dark Podcast. Uh, it sounds like a human of the same music scene as Johnny, and I'm always looking forward to pick. I've been listening for a long time, and I've pretty much been to the part of painting. Taste in music is the only other redeeming quality that bastard has, so I say... Go with your strength. Do a music podcast, and you call it Punk My Balls. <laughs> Punk My Balls. <laughs> Actually, I did buy a URL for it. There was seemed pretty fucking unanimous that... Yeah, the, the other voicemails, uh, Ryan Nickel called, and he approved it, as well as Davey Calkins. So, three for three. <laughs> I had some Twitter bros and an email bro... I think I even got a Facebook message. <laughs> You've been so, contacted eight times, so that's eighty percent of the listening audience <laughs> has contacted you. <laughs> so I I did decide to commit to it, and I started working on it this week. Oh, cool! So I bought a URL. It's going to be called Point Radio or Point Radio Cast. I do appreciate punk my balls, but I want the option to play things other than punk rock <laughs> and. I did come up with the first show, so I have an agenda. Uh, me and Bubbles have had some serious back and forth. Oh, he wants cool. to find a way to get involved. Yeah. So I'm trying to get him just to record his own episode periodically. But he, he does have a lot of good ideas on it, and he's put together his own like first show agenda. So it's like, all right, bro. Um, we're going to try and make it happen. I don't know what the release schedule will be. It'll probably be maybe once a month. And what I'm trying to do is get like three shows done and then just slowly leak them out because there's really no editing involved there's not a lot of talking Mm -hmm. and it's just a hassle to put everything together you know so yeah probably i'll give it a fucking 83 percent that it's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) i did shell out 22 bones for a url so problem is i gotta make some kind of web page probably be pretty basic for a while and if it really gets rolling then i'll go back and redo it like i did for the point hammered one that original web page i fucking squeezed out with minimal effort <laughs> i'm on the verge of redoing our current web page too just because kind of on my nerves but mm-hmm. get something fucking mobile ready you can fucking pick shit up on your phone and all that thanks for the call buddy we will get you added on the wapaka yeah. vacation contest a fucking priceless Entry. thing can't ask for that five dollar price <laughs> well it's free man and the trip would be priceless that would be priceless fucking memories that would last a lifetime <laughs> If Wait. you can remember it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to you. <laughs> Let's do uh, audiobook or book of the week. What do you got? Lay it I, on <laughs> I got a new one. I have been slogging through the Cornwall stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when I was on vacation in San Fran, and then I had a follow-up vacation in Lake Tahoe to go to a wedding, Ooh. I brought along the old trusty e-reader, and I, I looked up a book on Goodreads. By the time I was heading out to QCR, I listened to a bunch of really bad sci-fi books. I wanted something really good. And this book had really high ratings on Goodreads. It's called Blood Song by okay. Anthony Ryan. And I fucking read it. It's an awesome book. Oh, yeah? And it's actually this Anthony Ryan guy. He wrote it himself, which most authors do. <laughs> he edited himself, which most authors don't. And he released it himself on Amazon just oh, through shit. their self-publishing. Meal style. So he did it everything on his own. Yeah. And Does he have an audio version? There is an audio version now. Did he read it himself? <laughs> I don't think he did. I can't vouch for the audio version. Okay. But the 
The actual book itself, it's 591 pages, and it's the story. It's like a good story about a starts out as a kid, and then he gets put in this, like, nightly order that's kind of like a religious thing and kind of goes through his boyhood as he's training and then he eventually starts going on these missions and goes to war and stuff like that so it's not anything super new but it's kind of cool because the nightly order he's in is kind of like an anti-religion okay like it's they're all atheists (laughs) and they're like there's like an inquisition that goes out there and tortures people that believe in god or gods and but it's in a fantasy setting so, you know, most everybody else believes in gods and different gods. So these this kingdom's like really, really unpopular. Uh, but that's kind of the background and there's some, some magic stuff. And it's, it's pretty awesome. I really liked the book. Uh, the audio book is like 23 hours long. So it's a pretty long book. It's weird because he wrote it a couple of years ago and then the sequel just came out yeah. in the early July, like a month ago. Okay. So I actually read that one while I was in Lake Tahoe and burn through that one. That one's also quite a few pages and kind of just picks up where it left off. Okay. It's it's a really good story. This guy's he's talented. All so right. if you need like another the the first book is a good one off book. So it it's not like an epic fantasy series. <laughs> I mean it, the story continues but this everything wraps up really nicely. Okay. Like if he didn't necessarily plan to do any more after this. <laughs> So you will be satisfied even if you don't want to get into another series. So I can definitely recommend it. Well, I went back to one of the classics over the last couple of weeks. I, after I finished up the first Law Trilogy, I decided just pick up something, easy reading, get through it. So I picked up uh, Jack London, Call of the Wild, read through that. It's very weird to read a classic when you're used to reading modern books because they're, oh, yeah. they're slower there's I, uh, not nearly as much action and excitement. The book I tried to read after Bloodsong was The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen? Very different. No, I did get through it, but it just, you know, I wasn't staying up late to read it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Were there... like, if you try to go from First Law to Lord of the Rings, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even imagine. It's ponderous. Everybody's singing songs. <laughs> Nobody's swearing. There's no religion. You'd be like, what the fuck's going on? There's no nine-fingered berserkers. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Wild's interesting because it's all from the dog's perspective. Oh, we, yeah. It's like yeah I, I've heard of this book. I never knew anything about it. Bucks the Dog. It's a pretty qu- quick read. You know, I busted it out in about a week and a half, just reading a little bit before bed every night. And it's just like a dog hanging out, and then he gets sold to these fuckers during the gold rush in Canada. And you fucking ship him off to Canada, and mm-hmm. the law of club and fang becomes this pretty badass sled dog. What does he like? So can he communicate with, like, other animals? Does he talk to them and stuff, or is it... No, it's... It's, like, all animalistic? It's it's told from his perspective. Try to be realistic? But you... It, yeah. It's it's not, like, you know, weird in the sense that he can talk to people or anything like that. It's uh, clearly meant for, like, a dude who's maybe 12 years old. <laughs> uh, okay. So, but, I don't know. It's a good read. If you haven't picked it up, I'd give her a go. I wonder why there's not more... It's kind of a cool idea. I'm surprised I haven't heard of anything else like that. Yeah, you know, on a somewhat related note, you hear talk once in a while of like 40K books from Zeno's perspective. So like a book from the orc perspective. Uh, yeah. or 
And I've written stories from Minotaur or Beastman perspective. Erotic fiction novels <laughs> <laughs> from the perspective of a creamy buff cat <laughs> and his master's sexual escapades. <laughs> Not yet, but I might. But so it's an interesting perspective and I don't know. If if you're hurting for something and you just want a quick read and an interesting read and conquer yet another of the classics, give her a go. Stuffing worth picking up, so badass. Let's fucking do pick of the week, dude. Alright, so last couple times I've went back to like the early nineties. This time something a little more recent. This first song is from two thousand nine. This is Tim Barry. I might have played some of this shit before, but here it is again. This song's called Thing of the Past. It's pretty awesome. I just loaded up my thumb drive that goes in my little boombox when I'm doing garage work. So I just loaded up with this dude for the last like four or five days. I've been listening to it. And every time I'm like, man, this is really fucking good shit. So how long is this clip? Three minutes, 48 seconds. And like I said, it's called Thing of the Past. Without alcohol ain't hard If it weren't for these goddamn scars And memories and hell That helps me sleep Oh, I cannot focus If I don't rest And if I ain't doing nothing, Lord, I get depressed So here's the raising hell And living cheap Oh, hell, life ain't All it's supposed to be Walking floors and worrying Behind locked doors Avoiding friends you hardly see well, I've lived and learned, and Lord, I made it back. I fought free at once, and they whooped my ass. But living's better when taking chances constantly. I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees. And all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me. We are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade. Searching chain store shelves for identity. Well, these wrinkles, they are proof of age And read them all as single days Of learning who is who and what is what See, man, some may show a mask or two Then base their lies on having more than you Man, that life must be lonely as fuck You see, that's not how it's supposed to be Laughing up commodities with money that you don't have or even see well, I've lived and learned, and Lord, I made it back. I want nothing, that's still all I have. It's not what you make or do, it's how you're living. I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees. Hitting all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me. We are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade. Searching chain store shelves for identity. Small talk that shit. Well, I'm going gray and I'm getting old, but that don't mean I do what I'm told. In fact, I've opted out, I've given up. See, man, money is a thing of the past You spend it once and it don't come back 
so says Reverend Bobby Joe Small, so that's what's up. This is not what it's supposed to be. Walking floors and worries about life and love and family and thinking free. I've been lit up before and I bounced right back. Made mistakes and I learned to laugh. Tonight I'm getting drunk and simply living. I like to get high as a mountain when I'm crumbling to my knees. And all that shit they talk, it don't mean a thing to me. We are all mixed up in this landscape, huddled in the shade. Searching chain store shelves for identity. Pacing chain store floors for identity. All right. That was fucking Tim Barry. God damn, I love that tune. Next up, we got fucking Borehammer History. Mm. Did you just hear the doorbell? I'm pretty freaked out. There's a there's a decent chance that I'm going to get serviced in court papers here. <laughs> I've been pretty on edge. <laughs> Can't really speak to uh, the situation, but might be getting sued. <laughs> Johnny Hastings might have to... Might be spending pick up, thirty pick up his days handguns in county. Hit hit the road with his hog. <laughs> Never be seen again. Gotta show you my sweet Harley bandana after after we break. I think you get a kick out of it. But anyways, Borehammer fucking history. The fucking trebuchet, dude. Bear built a fucking massive twenty something yeah. goddamn foot trebuchet. That's some old school stuff. Watching that old General's Challenge video must have reminded you <laughs> of the old bear, bear trebuchet vids. And then you dickweeds <laughs> made the what, the fall of Hastings or something <laughs> yeah, like that. We made it. Yeah, so there's a video of bear's trebuchet the first time we went out there to fire the thing. They didn't invite me. They sneakily. Oh, no, you were there. Oh, the first time. The first okay. one. Yeah. That's when we were chunking, chucking pumpkins into the lake. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome because the fuck the lake is. 100 yards away, who knows, 150 yards where they were hitting, and the fucking pumpkins would explode on the surface of the water. Yeah, they just, boom. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I remember it being incredibly cold, yeah. and you complaining because you had steel toes on, and you had a massive hole in one of your socks, and your big toe was sticking out, <laughs> touching the metal. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah>, hillbilly. <laughs> so, bitch. I don't know. That, that just really sticks out in my mind. There's a memory from that time period. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so I'll have the video in the show notes. And then we made a sequel video, me and Bear. Where they didn't tell me they were going to get together. And they pretty much mocked me. Created a Johnny Hastings effigy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which we pummeled with pumpkins, fired from the trebuchet. <laughs> yeah, which might or might not have been fired from the trebuchet. I don't think Bear's aim was too on. He's got a yeah. triple scatter versus Warhammer. The trebuchet is a classic example of the Bear's waxing and waning interests. <laughs> <laughs> that? Cowboy action shooting? <laughs> That's another Went classic example. trebuchet. <laughs> yeah. All about the trebuchet. Used it once. Well, I'm done with the trebuchet. That was a fun $2,000 project. Yeah, although it's coming back around again because he's been getting into f- fitness stuff, right? So now him and J-Jack and Legend are doing like this SCA stuff, Society Creative Acronism. Yeah. They're like sword fighting and shit. Oh, God. When, like, there was some kind of like old time festival, medieval y, 
And they all went, and they're throwing spears and axes and doing, like, archery and shit like that. (laughs) I was talking to him about why the cowboy action thing fizzled out, and his answer was... He didn't like the politics of most of the guys who were involved with it. Yeah. Sounds like it's a pretty staunch right-wing group. Yeah, I bet. Complete with li- racial slurs <laughs> and some type of organized racial movements. But uh, it was well, yeah, a pretty entertaining story. One time, and they're a bunch of old bastards. Were they wearing clan suits or something? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah so Barrett, I don't think that might be his next thing. He's going to begin to these... Going to be wearing these old-timey suits like he handmade from leather pieces. No shit. But it's coming back around because his trebuchet is going to get him so much cred <laughs> with that crowd. He's going to be elected like the fucking king immediately with that thing. At least the master engineer. Because <laughs> like Jared was telling me, some guy made like a little four-foot one, and everybody thought it was really cool. <laughs> Bear's like, Poof. Pussy. That ain't nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that was were some pretty entertaining days. That was a long time ago, seems to me. Yeah, I don't know. 07. Yeah. Fuck me. Almost a decade now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where's the time going, Raj? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So let's do blog post of the month, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, this one is Willie Miniatures. I think The actual web address is willy-miniatures-blogspot, but we'll have the link in the show notes. And this website, it's it's kind of a blog. It's not really a blog. It's a web store gallery, basically, for a bunch of fucking badass Blood Bowl models. Really? Yeah, so they have... I almost, for our Blood Bowl League, I almost started, like, the Tomb, the Tomb King (laughs) team, which I know is... It has to be the, one of the worst teams. I don't know how <laughs> you could win with it. But they got these awesome skeletons where they have, like, Egyptian-themed football gear. <laughs> and then the mummies are, like, huge ogre-sized. Because in, in Blood Bowl, they're strength five. They're really badass. Yeah. So, like, there's these huge mummies, and they're kind of, like, classic mummies. And they have these awesome headdresses that look really awesome. And then they have a halfling team. That looks pretty good. And then they have a chaos team that looks really awesome. I know you were kind of thinking, well, chaos, Nurgle, weren't you? Yeah. Um, some rotters. Some rotters. Do rotters have beast, beastmen too? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So these guys, I think you'd really like the, these beastmen. They're super dynamic. No. They're like hopping yeah. and bebopping around. And one of them's doing like a three-point football stance. <laughs> it's really cool. And then the chaos warriors are really cool looking as well. They're... They are, they kind of do look like GW. They're not too far off from like the classic GW Chaos Warrior look. Yeah. And the same thing with the Beastmen. They're like a little skinnier, kind of more like satyrs than like the GW Beastmen, but they look really awesome. And then there's a bunch of special characters. And the uh, our Blood Bowl League finally wrapped up at Raj Podge here. So this is the blog post of the month because now I'm thinking about what what team I might want to do next. I have a feeling that you're going to have a hard time getting any of those other bros <laughs> back into fucking Blood Bowl the way that shit fizzled out. Yeah. Well, if we do it again, if we can get you into it, we maybe can do a f- you, me, J-Jack, and Bear because at the end of it, Bear was getting pretty 
pissed <laughs> about J- or, uh, Legends and Butcher's attitude about the whole thing. Yeah, it sounded like they were pretty down and shitty on the whole thing. Yeah. I think part of it was their skills or dick. And yeah. I don't, it was pretty annoying for me because if you start a campaign... You should fucking finish it. It was like the the last campaign day that they had to do. So, I don't know. They wanted to blow it off. I'm like, <laughs> just fucking finish the thing. Like, we put all this effort into it. Well, you're now if you... If you <laughs> now, I don't know. Are they going to fizzle out on the next campaign we do? Because we, we're talking about doing a Warhammer campaign. Yeah. With Butch and Ledge. But both of them just fizzled out on this Blood Bowl campaign. So, I don't... I don't know. So do you want to put a bunch of work into this shit just to have it all fucking crap out? Yeah, so it was really important to me that we finish it regardless. These uh, Willy miniatures are not cheap. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. (laughs) But you're paying for quality, man. No, they're badass. And they're definitely fucking... The Beastmen are super awesome. Yeah, the Beastmen are really good. I can't wait to see uh, what else these guys are putting out. <laughs> Some of that looks like a lot of special characters were done. Maybe like his first ones. They're kind of silly looking, but... Yeah, there's like 35 star players. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely, definitely an awesome website. Check it out. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's talk about the podcast, TV show, other games, and whatnot. Or movie of the week. What do you got? Yeah, so... I don't know. I've been traveling a lot. <laughs> Haven't been checking out too much. One thing me and Kelly did catch, and this is the only thing that sticks out to me. Was Other the, than herpes. Well, HPBB. <laughs> rearing. It's ugly. Pustule head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we rented a Grand Budapest Hotel. That's just fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a super big Wes Anderson fan. I think <laughs> he's the guy that does all those. Like, I really like Life Aquatic. But the other ones, I can take or leave them. But this one was fucking hilarious. Now, Ralph Vines is the main character. as a thing for older ladies. <laughs> very, very well done. Pretty sure that's what keeps Longmire going, too. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> nice. And that also has Willem Dafoe. It has tons of famous actors in the, like, these most minor of roles. <laughs> but it does have Willem Dafoe, which I'm a big fan of. But, God, that guy... He's really turned into a fucking hideous bastard, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> he is from Wisconsin, by the way. No shit. Yeah. But, God. I know he wasn't handsome to begin with, but <laughs> he's, he's just one grizzled son of a bitch at this point. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What have you been into? Well, I got fucking sucked hook, line, and sinker into this show I found on Netflix called The Killing. And... I think I've heard of this. It's a bit like The Wire. It's still going on. Season 5 is on TV right now, I believe. Season 4 was recently added to Netflix, but I got through Season 1 and 2, and they're like 45 minutes, and you're talking about 13 episodes a season, and I burned through it all in like two weeks, so like staying up till fucking 1 in the morning just to watch another episode kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it's, so were you even... You were just you weren't even painting models. No, I be oh, I keep looking at. I'm like, oh, I should probably do some of that. Oh, right despicable, now, despicable John. Just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, despicable me. And <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's it's a lot like The Wire in that they follow the cops, they follow the politicians, they follow some of the criminals, but not as much as they did in The Wire. Um, I don't think it's as good as The Wire was. But and one of the things that kind of hurts is there's no like pretty hot chicks in the show there's some pretty mad chicks in it 
but you, were, you keep coming back you can't decide if they're quite hot or not yeah well i mean you'd bang them regardless yeah but. you can decide but you just still get in there if you had the option <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just a classic like detective whodunit kind of story and the first case gets dragged out for the first two seasons and it's a bit of a surprise where it goes but it's well written i think it's well acted i enjoyed it so it's called the killing like i said awesome check it out all right, we got a fucking event announcement. Yeah, this one, this this sucker's already full, I believe, but it's the Mansfield Mall, October 25th, 26th. Reason, I'm shouting this bastard out, it's Tim Fisher, it's a big Point Hammer fan, and nice. I've heard a lot of good things about Mansfield Mall. Tim, he's a big fan, and he's also a big fan of the Wapaka rules. Mm. And if you are going to that event, you'll find the paint scoring to be very similar to the Wapaka paint scoring. I see. So Tim gave me some some props for that. Of course, don't mind. Anybody who wants to use the Wapaka stuff can definitely go ahead and use it. If you want any of the event rules, like the actual scenarios, crap like that, I'll definitely send it over Yeah. for those that are interested. And looking through his rule pack, see a lot of fun stuff in there. In the round three, so it's you know it's like a five-game tournament. The third round is a team. There's like a team game in the middle of it all, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of cool ideas in there. And you might see that some of Tim's stuff is rubbed off on the new Wapaka rule set. Really? Perchance, per when it comes out, as I was kind of hoping there'd be a new edition of Warhammer to... Keep things interesting here for the next Wapaka. Could yet be. Could yet be. Doesn't look like there's going to be. What's your cutoff date? Month before? Mm, that's a good question. I'll just fucking deal with it when it happens. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so, you know, since there is no new edition, doesn't look like there's going to be one. We're going to be mixing it up a little bit here at the next Wapaka. The rules, by the time this episode goes out, should be out relatively soon i do want to get it out out there before september so people can take a look all the bastards that registered will look, be able to look at the rules and decide if they actually want to play it or not. <laughs> <laughs> always a key thing let's talk about registration how many did we get yeah that was off the hook this year we had 143 oh, signups <laughs> and how long did it take to receive those oh not not long at all, John. I did keep it open for three days. Yeah. Like I said I would. <laughs> and, yeah, so, I don't know, that many people. You're going to have a lot of people that make it in, and you're going to have a lot of people that don't make it in. I assume most of these came in the first couple minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So was it full? This is the rumor, just based on what I've been seeing, mm-hmm. but was it full within the first minute? Oh, no. No, okay. It didn't fill out. Maybe... Half of the total signups within the first hour. Yeah. But then it kind of petered in after that. So the, yeah, so we had a big list of people. So the main way to get in was if you registered early, you had your best chance. Probably about 80% of the signups were based off your timestamp when you got in. Okay. Probably 10 to 15% of the people were kicked down because of not following the tournament organizer's explicit instructions <laughs> on how to register. I believe the packet said, if you don't follow the rules uh, or the I was, PDF. I don't know. Was there wording in there? I had some harsh language in there at first and decided to take it out. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
I had to kick some people down. Common things were not including all the information I requested. That got you marked down to the waiting list. People who registered before I said you could register (laughs) was a thing. A couple of boners sent their registration money to Bear's personal email address. (laughs) You're not going to get in through that way. And then lastly, there was a few cases of folks on the Bears veto list where Bears put in a couple thousand hours worth of work here. He's pretty ornery. <laughs> if you piss them off, or more importantly, if you pissed off Crystal at some point, <laughs> you might find that you did not get in. Did you refund people that didn't make it then and say, sorry, well, you're not... Everybody's on the waiting list. Okay. Well, I also, um, <laughs> I did shoot down Matt Hairbold altogether. Did he uh, pay he's, in bail? He's Jay Jack's friend, yeah. He played Blood Bowl with us. He was officially in the league. I'm like, eh, you're kind of too close to the group. Like, <laughs> you can come if you too want, but you have to help. Guilty like, by association. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with like Butcher, Butcher last year. Like, and me, nah, the first year, you cocksuckers. <laughs> nah, nah, you can't play. You can, you can just help. But <laughs> Yeah, so that's the main stuff that went into it. But I don't know. I was thinking about doing a big, long, thoughtful post when I did put the the list up about you know what's fair, you know my perspective on things. I decided against it. I figured anybody who didn't get in is going to be pretty irrational. They're not going to really read the whole thing, or they're just (laughs) going to latch on to one little thing that kind of agrees with them, despite maybe the rest of it not agreeing with them. Yeah, deal. Well, you take anything out of context. Yeah, and plus, you know, as a player, you have a really clear idea on what's fair, and usually, what's fair is the thing that's going to let you get in. (laughs) I saw some and heard on other podcasts. I have been listening to Warhammer podcasts again, Uh but I saw and heard via Twitter some ornery comments about the way things are being handled this year. Well, okay, so Bear and I run the tournament that we want to go to, so that's how it's run. Yeah. Now, the issue of fairness is kind of a silly thing because no matter how it's done, it's not going to be fair. Right. Because, for example, most of the people from Michigan didn't get in by chance. They didn't submit their stuff early enough. Okay. I didn't do that on purpose. I don't know. Is that fair? Maybe I should have rigged it so some of the people from Michigan could get in. Maybe so Kevin Cool didn't get in. He lives in Wapaka. <laughs> is it fair? You know, Should we make an exception for the guy that lives in Wapaka? Should geographically the people who are closest, it's more fair for those people to get in? No. There's is a million questions you could ask. <laughs> people who've been at every Wapaka, so a lot of those people got in this year. Is it fair that those people have gotten to go all of these years? Should I ban those people? Or should I maybe... Maybe we should just go up to 150 people. (laughs) Just to keep the thoughts going, maybe those people are the only people I should let in because they've made Wapaka so great. Yeah. Maybe there should just be an invitation-only list. I know Bears wanted to do that. Yeah, I've heard a few Um, rumblings in that regard. Maybe I should split it up based off club, you know, only this many spots per club because some of the clubs got more people in than other clubs. Uh, so there's any kind of different numbers of ways you could do it. Yeah. Unless you're a TO who has a tournament that fills up quick and has more people that want to get in it than are spots available, which the only one I know of is Acon. South Coast. Well, the issue with South Coast is they, they do the same kind of thing. They have to 
250 people register within like the first minute. Yeah. So, you know, how you decide when there's 40 people that sign up simultaneously who yeah. gets in. <laughs> uh, and Akon, you know, they just, it is first come, first serve. Do you right. get the best tournament that way, doing it that way? Mm, arguably no, but. Well, you can argue it. You know, you can, you can argue it anyway that one way is more fair than the others, but there isn't. Yeah. So. Those are some of my thoughts about it. We did it the way we want to do it because it's our tournament. <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. Then we'll talk about the fucking Raj Podge. How about that? Happy birthday, Raj. All right. So fucking Raj Podge went down in the basement this year. Yeah, dead. Raj Podge, also known as the Lethal Weapon Tournament. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm Mel Gibson. I'm kind of like Danny Glover. That makes me like a weirdo alcoholic anti-semite <laughs> dog, dog biscuit eating was that was that mel gibson that was arrested for i think it was dui oh, yeah. and made some anti-semitic comments <laughs> you son of a bitch he went on to make a couple badass movies apocalypto i thought that was a good one yeah that was good <laughs> so yeah i had the fucking slayer force yeah what was your slayer army it was two characters not kitted out much at all one did have the rune that gave a five plus word save from shooting and magic within twelve inches, so mm-hmm. that was solid. You get a free BSB in that army because slayers don't really need a BSB. Back when that book came out, the only thing a BSB did for you was uh, let you re-roll break checks. Mm-hmm. So you got free BSB, and the wording in there was because all slayers aren't breakable. <laughs> but so I had those two bros. I had two units of about twenty four, maybe twenty two, whatever, because it was a point cap of two hundred fifty points per unit. So Biggest unit of slayers I could get with Banner and Muso, but no champs because those bros are 15 points each. And then I had three Doom Seekers, or I think it was two Doom Seekers yeah, actually. It was two. two. And a Goblin Hewer. Classic Goblin Hewer. <laughs> I was running Johnny Hastings Beastman. Mm. I had two Bray Shamans, level twos. One had a Bray Staff and Chaos Armor. <laughs> so you get a two-plus armor save in close combat. Mm. With your wizard. That's badass. And then the other one had the Snaff of Darkoth. <laughs> God damn that. So I was never able, never really remember that I had it. I really wish I would have. Because the only reason I took it, it's a spell that lets you do a magical charge. Yeah. Which actually could have came in handy, but it only works on the Beast Herd. Yeah. But you did have a pretty big fucking Beast Herd. Yeah, yeah. When it's in skirmish formation, so I had seventeen gores, ten ungores, <laughs> including a standard muso. You didn't take the champ, huh? Nah, it didn't really burn me up at all. It could have. Yeah, I tried to make the, it. <laughs> it was close. The gorge is leadership six, and then the shamans are leadership six. <laughs> so my main combat block leadership six. <laughs> I was just banking on my luck of the raj rolls there. To go with that, I had two units of five dogs. In a mm-hmm. classic 7th edition setup. <laughs> These guys were invaluable. The had two gore chariots with the mark of Zinch. 
And then a unit of five Minotaurs, additional hand weapon with a standard. Back when the Minotaur were pretty weedy relative to their current yeah, stats. Weapon skill four, strength four, tough four. Yeah. Niche four, pretty pretty average, but going against other old books, I thought it'd be okay. <laughs> it did work out pretty well. But between the Zinch Minos and the Zinch Chariots, I got plus three power dice every magic. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, so that worked out pretty good. We were doing this shit in my basement, <laughs> and it was... Just the HPBs, really. Yeah. And Mike Ballard. So there was eight of us. Yeah. One weird boy. Going to town. A bunch of HPBs. <laughs> yeah. So we had two tables. So we kind of had, a, after the first game, a high table and a low table. Yeah. But uh, how did, who did the, so the people who registered early, paid early, submitted their list on time. Mm-hmm. There was only like Just two a couple of, of us that actually submitted yeah. the list. So it you, helps. you and Ballard yeah. were together. I think The Apprentice as well. Yeah, well, he was arguing the point, but it helps to be the list lackey because you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah I know that. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much a gimme every year. <laughs> yeah, I submitted it on time. <laughs> Fucking hell, I did. Okay, so who who was in your little pod there to begin with? So it was me and the Nerd Apprentice versus Butcher and J-Jack. Okay, so Nerd Apprentice. He had Dark Elves. An old school Dark Elf. Mm-hmm. Butcher. Butch had Chaos Demons, <laughs> and J-Jack had... No, he was Ballard. Oh, yeah, it was Ballard. Ballard had Demons as well. Yeah, double demon action. Yeah. Well... Were they both the last demon book, or was Butch running, like, the Storm of Chaos? He had the last demon book. Okay. He said he wanted Storm of Chaos, but he couldn't find the book, mm. even though we had the PDFs there. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what was up with that, but... It worked out pretty well for me because Slayers cost 11 points, and if anybody strength or toughness 5 kills a Slayer, I get 10 victory points, yeah. and the whole fucking tournament is based on victory points. Yeah, that worked out pretty well, and we did rule it for the first two games because you're using the same points, so your opponent's got, or not your opponent, your partner got those points as well. Yes. And then in the last game, they became your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very handy, <laughs> Mr. Hastings. Hey, you talked me into taking that list, by the way. I did, I did think of that. That was my main thing. Not really. But. <laughs> so, did you actually win, or did your Slayers get all killed? So no. Kind of like a- I lost most of the units, but not everybody in the units. So that worked out really well. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in the tower at the end for the bonus points. Was there any kind of inter-partner intrigue or backstabbing going on here? No, the only time all tournament that happened is when you were involved. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dickweed. <laughs> I did. Oh, I can't. Well, so the game went well. We just pushed it forward. And I focused on killing the Herald. And once that was over, it was a fucking cakewalk. Because they lost that 4 plus regen. I had to do with a flaming weapon. Mm-hmm. And beat up on Butcher pretty well. Ballard had a lot of like magic-y sit-back type shit. I think he did have a big block of cornbros, but... Yeah, the old blood letters. Very solid back then. I sucked the nerd apprentice on them with the shooting mm-hmm. and the combats, and uh, we ended up beating them up pretty well. Took a good win out of it. And like I said, I was holding that tower, which was worth a ton of points at the end, too. So mm-hmm. Butcher was not happy with the fact that any time he would kill one of my dudes, <laughs> I was getting <laughs> points. The Beast and Urgles came, and I'm like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your guys are 11 points each. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you have to kill the whole unit to get those points. And if he doesn't, I just gain a ton of points. <laughs> if he does, I still gain a ton of points. <laughs> it's pretty much win-win. Yeah, that's pretty wicked. Uh, My game, I was teamed up with J-Jack. He paid an extra couple dollars for the privilege of choosing partner, <laughs> which obviously he should have just chose me. But he decided to randomize, and he got me anyways. <laughs> so look at the draw there, J-Jack. But, yeah, it's me and the tally man going up against Bear and Ledge, who complain how they always get paired up, it seems, in the Raj Podge. <laughs> and, um, Which makes for a good ass kick and forever's playing against them. Yeah, so Bear, <laughs> Bear was running the old ogre book. <laughs> Typical fucking Bear. And then he's sitting there in a funk all day because he's not doing well. And it's weird of me to complain about this, but he was farting so bad. <laughs> All fucking day. You couldn't even stand to be in there. It was fucking awful. Yeah. So Bear had unit of guts with a butcher in there, two lead belchers, scrap launcher. I think that was it. <laughs> and then Ledge was running the old VC buck, which was kind of cool. He had the, uh, the vampire with, like, the helm that passes on the weapon skill. Yeah. He's not in combat. Sure. So he had, like, a ghoul, big ghoul unit, big skelly unit, and a black coach. That would, like, suck up power dice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, J-Jack's list was he was running these old orcs. So he had a small unit of orc crossbowmen. <laughs> With Ruglug or some kind of character in there. No, it was just his hero. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, you could just take generic orc crossbowmen back in the day. <laughs> but he's using. He's excited because he got to use his Ruglug models. <laughs> and then he had a wyvern on its own. He had a giant... He had another block of fighting guys, I thought. Oh, and he had a unit of four ogres with halberds yeah, that's what it was. just for fun. Because they were Cause like toughness could, five or you know, something. Toughness five. He was all stoked. Two <laughs> attacks, and then strength four, but strength five with a halberd. So he's taking all the old school stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this was the tower scenario. Uh, yeah, those guys, just a bunch of bumblers. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. With uh, my... Direction to J-Jack, we kind of surrounded him. We had a lot of units, a lot of mobility. Um, the his legend was pretty pissed right away because he had his big unit of ghouls in the tower, and the rule was if you assault the tower, you fight it out as normal, but then whoever's in the tower immediately flees. Yeah. <laughs> even if they won, even if they're unbreakable, even if they're undead or demons, yep. they just flee. So I just hit him, hit the... Hit that unit with a, I don't know, I can't remember what, it, if it was the Beastman or what. <laughs> Charged that tower. Oh, yeah, it was some Warhounds. That was it. <laughs> and then he fled directly away and because they had all these iron, they had like bear's iron guts and his skeleton unit were directly behind it. There's no room <laughs> for the ghouls to stay on the board, the big block. So it just nearly just... <laughs> Like the so they bounced Ledge right didn't off the see table. it coming at all. Yeah, they just completely bounced off the table. <laughs> and then Ledge is like, "Oh, I can't, I can't win." Then <laughs> we got the ogres into the flank of his skellies. He wasn't quite a fun player too. <laughs> in the front, yeah, it, they dudes, were completely obliterated. They both had some skulls on their fucking faces. Yeah, and then at the very end, you can turn against your opponent to try to get the tower if you want. You can yeah. kind of dice off and I think that's what I did because I ended up with the tower at the end. I thought you shared the points though, right? Or did you get no. only the player? Whoever's in, in tower gets okay. the points. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got such a boost then. So yeah, so that, that, was, that was a fun game for me and J-Jack. 
another sad travesty <laughs> for Bear and Ledge going down like a couple lethal weapon villains. <laughs> <laughs> so then round deuce, you and I ended up paired up. Raj, meet your new partner. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, how did this go down? You were the victory point leader. Yep. And... Did you just pick me? You believe must, I did, you yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, I had already played with the Nerd Apprentice, so I couldn't pick him. And J-Jack took a joke of an army, so yeah. I didn't want to take him. So this was a diagonal setup. Yep. And put your slayers all up in yeah. the middle, kind of my stuff on the periphery. And then this scenario was interesting because each of us had to pick which contingent we were going to go after. Yeah. So if all of J-Jack's stuff got killed... Which was likely. I would get the, all the victory points because I won in the <laughs> roll-off. And then you were kind of going after Andrews, but he had all the Dark Riders and Shades and stuff. Yeah, shit that Slayers could have never caught anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but they went first, and then J-Jack just charges everything. Yeah, so I got a giant... And a wyvern and the ogres all oh, into the trolls slayers. too. Oh, it's trolls, yeah. All into the slayers on ogres turn and one. Trolls he had. So they they just got fucking hit in the face, but <laughs> they're fucking slayers. So hitting on, hit them all on threes, wounded them all on fours with a bucket load of attacks. So I racked up a lot of points that way, <laughs> and in the end, I killed it all. Yeah, and then it was just kind of going after Andrew's stuff. Yeah. By then, I really didn't have much left. Just a, a handful in each unit. One unit had pursued some shit off the table and had a fair amount of guys, but the main Slayer block that was making the the march had, like, five dudes yeah. left. And two of those might... Or one of those is a character. So they're... I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll throw well, them in. Uh, <laughs> so when you... Your opponent... So you gain victory points together, but you lose them separately. So if Johnny yeah. Hastings loses guys... I get it gives me an advantage in the long run. So we're table talking those dudes. So I'm like, oh, JJ, I gotta throw a couple attacks on his general there. <laughs> yeah, you asshole. You're like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> so uh, my general gets skunked. <laughs> There's T4, two wounds, no protection. No protection. Don't yeah. last long. And then towards the end, so like your Slayer blocks were completely depleted, fighting like Dark Elf Crossbowmen, which. For the entire tournament, we completely forgot we were playing the old edition. <laughs> so, like, Andrew's Dark Owls all at ASF, and we're like, oh, yeah, you get Andrew, you get rerolls, Andrew. Yeah. And, like, completely fucking So he's kicking my up. ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's looking, yeah, kill those guys, Andrew. Kill those dwarves. <laughs> wait, wait, Raj, Raj. Come on. You find him. You find him, and you kill them. You can do that. You owe me. The very last uh, roll of the game. I think you had like one or two slayers left. I'm <laughs> like, like, yeah, kill him, Andrew. Yeah, like a and hero he like and a dude. Rolled a shit roll. And he's, I'm like, oh, you got to roll that shit, man. You got to kill him. And he's like, I don't have any money. I'm like, oh, here you go. Here's six bucks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Raj Chetri uh, begins. Yeah, then you had to throw in six bucks to block it. I spent like $50, a lot, 30 something out of pocket there. So, <laughs> yeah, but. It was fucking hilarious because it starts out working together. Yeah, and then once you get them on the ropes, yeah, then you're like, oh, how do I got? I gotta maximize my VPs. <laughs> try to get the one up on my opponent here. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up winning. Big, big he came win. out a bit ahead of me there because I lost a bit more. Yeah, but I didn't have a super big with the the Slayer rule. You're already off to a really good head start. Yeah, to begin with. So, uh, yeah going into the last round what happened on the other table it was 
Ballard and Butcher, J-Jack, the tally man, and Legend. And the way the scenario was written was if you completely wiped out both of the contingents, nobody got the bonus points. <laughs> so, like, what should have happened was once, so, like, Mikey B should have started trying to protect Butcher or one of his opponents yeah. to uh, make sure that he got the victory points in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of confusing. You can check out the Raj Podge rules. We'll attach them to the, the show notes. Um, so you can kind of pick up on all these special rules. But yeah. needless to say, those guys fucked up. So when round three happened, it was the same teams going into it because the winners on the bottom table didn't get those extra points, so they didn't shoot <laughs> up to the winner's table. And J-Jack just held on by a, a bare thread. Yeah. And so at this point, you were the victory point leader again. Yeah. You couldn't pick me as a partner because we were already partnered once you couldn't pick andrew because you already partners once so you had to pick jay jack as your partner yep <laughs> and that was me and andrew going into this last one we did have some theories though knowing that your leadership was only six and so we were he had that flying wyvern all he, in my mind all he had to do is declare a charge on your big block with your characters and everything and you're going to run right off the table because you're huge and you're not going to pass a leader six terror check well, we had a plan for that. So the you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys moved up first turn, and then at our turn, I'm like, let's hit all the J-Jack stuff because it'll just crumble, <laughs> and then we can surround Johnny. <laughs> and then so that's what we did. We got a chariot and the Minos into his ogres. Yep. And then we got uh, Andrew's Hydra into the trolls. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck those trolls up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we even got some buffs off. Wild Form the Hydra, Miasma the Ogres, and... Beat the shit out of the Ogres. Beat the shit out of the Ogres. And the trolls, in fact. Roll an 11 Pursue. J-Jack rolls a double six. <laughs> ogres get away. Fuck, <laughs> oh, I got to spend an extra turn going after those guys now. Yep. And then... The trolls are killed down to a man. No, one guy with one wound. Yeah, one guy with one or two wounds. Yeah. And then, well, need a snake eyes to pass. <laughs> and, and then it, if he... If he fails it, the wyvern's fucked because he's going to get charged by the hydra. He's got to take a panic check, and then if it passes, it'll get overrun into from the hydra, the yeah. wild form hydra. So the whole plan would have pretty much... Well, perhaps not because I still would have had the charge I made that ended up taking you out, but... Oh, uh, we can talk about that. <laughs> so the so the trolls have to roll this leader check, and you know you just pretty much write it off like, well, this ain't gonna happen. That's fucked. What are you gonna do? And then fucking J Jack rolls it, and before he started rolling this dice, I started saying, "This guy's dice are fucking on fire," <laughs> and he fucking nailed the snake eyes. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. And then every time he rolled anything after that, I would proclaim that his dice were on fire and he would make the fucking roll that he needed. <laughs> fucking hit. Hit the snake eyes. I knew we were in trouble. Troll survived. And then that left me a charge on the flank of the gore block with your characters. Yeah. I was okay with that. It was going to be a 10 charge on you know just a 2d6 and you had the curse on you. So I gave you that charge because I wanted you to attempt it 
and then have a third of your guys get killed. Yeah. Um, I did lose a third of them, though, so that worked out for you. Yeah, but that w- the issue was the wyvern in the front then, which I wasn't planning on. Yeah, that Thankfully, <laughs> passed the terror check on leadership six. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Once th- both those charges went off, you could see a, a change in Roger's demeanor. <laughs> well, just need a snake eyes of my own here. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, see, if it would have just been the dwarves, I would have gotten away. Yeah. Um, whether I would have rallied on a seven or not remains to be seen. But I think if I would have rallied, there you didn't have enough dwarves left to yeah. beat them head on, and I could have. I had all my buff spells. I had my wizard with a two up. I would have killed those wizards went, though. Well, wizard had a two up save. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna do it. <laughs> and then I had. The big transformation of Kadan, which I was trying to do the whole fucking tournament, never got it off. I was more miffed that I wasn't going to get to do that than anything. Um, but so your unit got after wiped that, out and ran down. That was you did get some more points after that because this game was really frustrating because I'd be it would be mine and Andrew's turn. I'd be looking over the board trying to figure out what we needed to do, and then Andrew would be making really stupid moves, really. <laughs> Just moving, sidling his guys over a little bit, but leaving them clearly in charge range, in charge range, charge arcs, in danger. Yeah. The first turn, he moved up. I'm like, oh yeah, you can just blow those doom seekers away, Andrew. Just shoot them up. He's like, yeah. And then the first turn moves is he knows the slayers are going to get a two d six move at the start of the game, <laughs> and moves his dark riders, his shades, everything within twelve inches of a doom seeker. <laughs> moves like eight inches up, so he's like four inches away. <laughs> uh, this guy well, so that was a little frustrating but after that you got a few more points but we ended up almost wiping the board like me and Andrew won the battle I don't uh, remember it that way <laughs> no because you was, had no dwarves left I was drunk by the and end and all J-Jack had left was his crossbowmen and or his crossbow orcs and his general I proclaimed during game two that if I won I was going to play game three and nothing but my boxer shorts <laughs> and one sock pulled all the way up which is what happened. <laughs> it is what happened. Yeah, so I don't end up coming down to Andrew, where Andrew had to get all these points if he was going to take you out because he had more than me. I already lost my big unit there, so I wasn't going to be coming back. Yeah. But ended up coming around that the Slayer units are actually kind of shit. Yeah. Like against like the 10, the 10 Black Guard just beat the shit out of. Well, yeah. Your other unit just completely head on. It came down to the end where I had a block of maybe 11 slayers, and it was surrounded by Andrew, front, side, and rear, and he had to kill them all. Hydra, Shades, yeah. Chariot. And then we had all our buff spells. You were down to, like, toughness one, I think. Yeah, it was a pretty bad situation. Be no good. <laughs> but I fucking held on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one is fun, too, because you, you got the victory points on your own, so you'd always want to try to help each other out, get in the same combats, even if you didn't need the help. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I charged my chariot in to help out Andrew, even on stuff he didn't need, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> and he thought you were just being a good pal. Yeah. So, we won the, won the battle, lost the war. Johnny Hastings, 5,146 <laughs> VPs. My second Raj Pudge fucking victory. Yeah. That's twice as many as Raj himself has. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. I think Andrew is like the Joe Pesci of the <laughs> Warhammer group. He came in second, 4,668. Raj, 
sad showing. Three thousand five fifty-seven. Well, it was up a good. Mostly everybody else came in the two thousands. Yeah, I think Bear was last place in the negatives, if I recall correctly. <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah, it's a fucking fun time. But I think we should give Bear a call and oh, see what yeah. he thinks about this nonsense. Let's fucking do that. Gorky. Bear. Hey, guys. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> we were just talking about Raj Podge, man. Oh, okay. How'd that go for you? <laughs> I don't think I came in last. I can't well, remember. I Raj, just said that I thought Raj, you did come in last. Raj just announced differently. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. Who came in last? Oh, uh, yeah, it's hard to say with Matt there. I mean, we're always vying for the bottom spot. Oh, he was up on the winner's table, though. Yeah, that bro was rocking some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know. It was all a blur. (laughs) A blur of dead ogre parts? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, how the 7th edition ogres treat you, buddy? Any good moments during the... The t- the tournament there. I think those were the, the, the sixth edition ogres. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just tried to you know I just fulfilled my duties of coming over and being Raj's friend and hanging out for Raj Podge and I didn't really <laughs> pay much attention to the whole actual you know gaming <laughs> aspect of it. Your duties of farting up the fucking room in the worst kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice Real when I can make, make, uh, when I can uh, make out stink the stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working on anything, buddy? You made talk of working on some more ogres there. Well, okay, so um, I've decided that come North Star, I don't want to, like, suck it up as bad as I have the previous two years, where I think I've come in, like, the, the high 70s. I feel like you've made this decision multiple times over the years, but okay. Yeah, well, I've actually started to take, you know, rather than talk about it, I've actually taken steps to correct it this year. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I've um, okay. enlisted the aid of the of the people's champion. He's, uh, oh, really? He's written me a few lists to try out and uh, given me some advice on how to use magic, because that's one of the places where I tend to screw up the worst. Okay. <laughs> I I shouldn't say that. I screw up really bad in all phases of the game. It's just I'm also extremely clueless and at at the magic phase on top of it. So, but yeah, we've had some email exchanges and I don't know. Does any of these lists rely on new models getting done, Bear? (laughs) Um, I do need to probably get a second Iron Blaster done and maybe a couple more uh, Mournfang, but that's about it. And I've actually got conversions that I've started in the past sitting on my table. So. For the Mornfang? For the... Well, the Iron Blaster and, and the Mornfang, yeah. What's the Mornfang? Because you use the Rhinox. You have three Rhinox. A couple of years ago at Adepticon, I picked up a fourth one. Mm. So, yeah, I've got that one underway. And then I might build a, I've got a few boxes of the new plastic Mornfang, and I might build two of those for an ancillary unit. Mm hmm. Yeah, the trick is going to be, because I painted my other three Rhinox Riders, you know, like, in, like, 2004. <laughs> 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 Adding one to the unit yourself? is going to be kind of uh, tricky. Yeah, you just got to have this one guy that... Doesn't just got to nail the base. I mean, I'll probably go through and 
re-highlight, you know, like the other guys a little bit and touch them up. So hopefully that will kind of tie, tie them together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay. we'll see. Big plans from Barnaby here, North Star. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Three to four models, new models, you know, and actually try to learn how to play the game. And I'm also, I played the Legend once already with one of the lists, and then this weekend we're going to get together and hopefully play a couple of games with one of the lists. Uh, did you beat him up? No. He did not. But, uh, yeah, I made one particularly stupid error. Surprise, surprise. That kind of cost me the game, but <laughs> turns out it still took a... Uh, all three of his big units of knights, like the entire six turns to finish off my ogres. Sounds about right. <laughs> so. That sounds pretty good, Barry. Usually you're down by turns four or five there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're making progress if it took till turn six. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's coming right along. So There were some interesting, uh, I don't know if I should share these with you guys or not, but some interesting comments that Mike made about the lists and about their effectiveness versus my local game group. Oh, right. <laughs> Give me some, some pointers on yeah. what to shoot for. Basically, he said if I can learn how to play these lists right, I should roll over just about anything anybody, any of you guys have except for Raj, who's going to be a real pain <laughs> in my ass with his demons. <laughs> but, of course... He is indicating that I need to learn what the hell I'm doing for this to happen. So I'm going to take that with a grain of salt until that actually happens. So. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, we'll put you through your paces, Bear. Maybe yeah, one of these Thursdays here. If you want to come to Point, we'll get a game in after work, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, if I can... You're going to be playing a demon player at North Star. It's almost guaranteed, I bet. Might not be such a dick as Raj, though. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Would you want to play against the dickiest, just so you got a good feel? Yeah. Speaking of which, too, apparently I'm going to have to bite the bullet and play against Andrew, too, so I can get a feel for these douche, these new douche elves. You okay, out, anything else you've been up to? I heard you've been sword fighting, dog. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah what do you think told- about uh, American Ninja Warrior? I saw a clip of this one, like, ex-gymnast chick just, like, totally just kicked ass and, like, was, like, the yeah. first woman to, like, complete the course or something, and she did it, made it look, like, yeah. breezy. I think I, it's time for the world's yeah. first bear to complete the course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be happening real soon. Bear, I think you'll crush it, man. Hastings, don't you think so? I feel like nothing could go wrong there. I mean, you almost <laughs> doing all this training you've been doing already. Yeah, I think you got to sign up next year, dude. <laughs> I'm going to drive down to St. Louis with you, man. I'll hit the road if you guys don't mind me drinking 40s the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Just take Raj can be my Paul Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the drunk guy with no shirt, <laughs> yeah. trying to pull some of that gymnast tail. Yeah. Well, start, yeah, start practicing now, Bear. Building. I know you can build all those obstacles in your backyard. <laughs> I know you have the ability, if not the space. Yeah. I think this is yeah legitimately your future here. You gotta get on it. <laughs> it's a half like, million. Finally, dollars, how I'm gonna how I'm gonna escape roofing? I'm just gonna become a world famous ninja warrior. You're gonna fucking climb Mount Midoriyama, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> then you can just properly sit back and run Wapakas till the end of your days. <laughs> 
Maybe from a wheelchair. <laughs> Somebody on the waiting list kills you. <laughs> there have been a few death threats this year already. <laughs> uh, anyway. Any chance of expanding PACA to 150 players? Getting that tent involved? Just this to get year? the official word out there. I keep telling them no, but people don't believe me. Yeah, just an official not going to happen, or is this is this a possibility? Uh, definitely not this year. Um, you know, Raj and I, and like, you know, Crystal, my wife and I have been discussing a few kind of knocking around a few odd ideas for possibly future WAPAC to allow more people to play, but without necessarily me um, having to build more tables or find a different venue. So. Well, what's 25 more tables? <laughs> what's 25 more tables? Uh, at this point, it doesn't even matter if I make more tables. We've literally got nowhere to put them, so yeah, that's the that's the problem. I mean, I'd be I tempted. Think you take I guess. Take the page out of the old Adepticon playbook. Set up a tent outside. <laughs> they the do have a tent players. there. I think they take it down though. In I don't think it's set up in January for some odd reason. I'm not sure why. I should ask them about that. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> I can ask them. See if they can fire it up. They got internal heaters. Yeah, it says it's heated and cooled. I mean, that's what we had. You know, Crystal and I got married there. You know, so. mm -hmm. that's another like thirty-five hundred dollars worth of tournament funds coming in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much uh, it would cost to set it up though. And, <laughs> Yeah. All right, Bear. Anything else before we uh, leave you be? Uh, you know, that's pretty much it for the Warhammer front for me. Um, yeah, just pissing off nerds all across the Midwest, you know. <laughs> yeah. You made 100 summer. nerds very happy, Bear. Don't forget it. Yeah, I made 100 really happy ones and 40 <laughs> not-so-happy ones. <laughs> okay. Well... Well, I can check you later, man. Yeah, we'll check you later, guys. I'll get some games in. Take care, buddy. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, so that's fucking Golky. Good old Golks. So no more than 100 players this year. Pack of fans. Pack of files. We got the fucking Raj's cheap-ass segment next. <laughs> you the hidden <laughs> hobby <laughs> hollers, John. Oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry yeah. about that. This is just the cheap ass recap. <laughs> Same as before is Kiva, the micro loan place. Mm -hmm. So I switched from outright charity of previously I had Children's International. Switch up these micro loans because you loan out the money to these specific people. And then when they're done using it for their business or what have you, you get it back. And then you can either keep it or loan it out again. So I thought I would just mention the four loans I've made so far. And some have been $25, some have been 50 Yeah. But I loaned some money to this lady named Sambath in Cambodia to help get her more pigs. Mm. So this is kind of like the really specific stuff you can do with your money. Um, in Ecuador, I loaded a, I loaned a guy named Alfonso 50 bucks <laughs> to help get Woodstock because he's a furniture maker. Like a lot of these kind of micro entrepreneurs, they just need money to buy stuff in bulk and then they can make money reselling it because in El Salvador, I loaned 25 bucks to Jose 
and he runs a bicycle repair shop, mm-hmm. so he needed more spare parts yeah. to run his business. And then the last one was actually in Iraq. I loaned 50 bucks to this group of widows to buy them sewing machines so they can make clothes. And for the jihad? For <laughs> now to have jobs and feed their kids. Okay. <laughs> so that is some of the kind of the cool stuff. So I'm loaning these people money. They're going to use it to grow their business, and then they're going to pay me back. Pay a crack a back. <laughs> and we'll have a link in the show notes. If you use that link, uh, an extra 25 bucks will go out to one of these entrepreneurs. The podcast doesn't get anything, but just somebody, some out, somebody else out there will get 25 bucks if you do this. So You can become a crack a like Raj. <laughs> King crack a over here. Crack-a-backa, yeah. The crack who's got all the back <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just doing the quick recap today because it's time for the bastards fucking sex toy of the month. All right, man. I decided to quit fucking about. Let's go for the creme de la creme, what the fucking t- Cadillac <laughs> of sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking real doll. Oh, boy. If you guys haven't heard of the real doll, get on over to realdoll.com. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like super hot spot on looking women like full bodies they're like seven fucking thousand dollars all right i could bring up two pictures now and say which one's the real doll raj and i don't know that you could fucking select (laughs) you got all kinds of shapes and sizes they got fucking gay boys they got fucking trannies whatever the fuck you're into man the real doll could be just for fucking you do they have the technology yet where you can send them a picture of, like, <laughs> one of your friends, and then they'll s- scan it in there, and then the technology, they'll create, like, a <laughs> real-life 3D version of them, of your friend that you just, like, keep in your closet, and then you get out every once in a while and bang, bang it. <laughs> they do not. There's nothing gay about that. It's just a, it's just a sex toy. It's just a doll. It's a masturbatory aid. <laughs> These fucking things are nuts. They show up. They show how they pack them. They show up in a huge fucking crate. They're sitting in there, strapped in, just sitting upright. You open it. You fucking say hi to her. You slip some fucking lingerie and a wig on her, and you fucking go to town. (laughs) They got all all kinds of skin tones, all kinds of titty sizes. So you have, don't you have like a a small sample, a sample breast? Yeah, the tip box. The tip box came from Real Doll. And, but still, definitely not quite the same. Are you going to bring that to Screw City or North Star so people can get a feel for the texture? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting any kickbacks from the Real Doll Company here. I'm just saying they make an amazing product. It's got to be kind of like fucking a dead body. So if you're into fucking dead bodies, this could be right up your alley too. Mm. They also have this spinoff of the Real Doll called Boy Toy Dolls. And these are like anime style where they have really big eyes oh, and they're weird and like really huge tits. They have like poofy, weird hair and stuff. Yeah, well, there's just all kinds of different wigs, but you get all kinds of different faces. You got Asian faces, faces, honky faces, black chick faces, whatever the fuck you're into. But like I'm saying, seven, seven and a half grand is what you're looking at here. That's weird. So it's like you're banging a cartoon. Yeah. And, and if they kind of look cartoon. You can do scra- too, yeah. crazy skin colors like Martian green, three titties. Oh, you can yeah. do fucking blue skin, whatever. The Bang fuck. one of those avatar chicks. <laughs> yeah, they have one of those on here, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> if, get yourself, They've got it all. Get yourself over to fucking realdoll.com. 
and fucking check out the goddamn. It's like going to a porn site back in the day where it was just pictures and thumbnails, and it's pretty fucking nuts. If you want some nostalgia, <laughs> bring it up on your twenty eight. Point eight modem. <laughs> yeah, sit there and let Just it all load a bu- one at a time. Click a bunch of them. Go make like a grilled cheese or something, yeah. and then come back with your pants around your ankles and go to town. <laughs> so super crazy, just insane. Get on the real doll, gang. It's real. Tell them Point Hamburg sent you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fucking moving along, man. Let's talk about gear. So shirts. I'm taking shirt orders now. I've gotten a few payments. Got a bunch of dudes' names on the list. Payments for shirts. It's the best fucking be here by, I think I said Monday the 8th. Let's make it Monday the 8th of September. And on that day, I'm going to go down with everybody's order that's paid, and I'm going to get their fucking shirt made in their size. And whenever the bitch gets them back to me, they'll fucking ship out. So if you want a shirt, email in. I need your name, your address, and your size. And then you're gonna have to, you can fucking snail mail or you can shoot me PayPal. I'll send you the sneaky PayPal address if you email me. Don't send it to Point Hammer. That one's fucked. You're gonna lose your goddamn money. I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> Got enough legal issues right now. Don't need that shit going on. So, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Dice are gone. Stickers. Plenty of stickers, but nobody wants stickers. <laughs> uh, check out the forum. Pointhammer.com slash forum. Check out the blog. There's always an episode posting with detailed show notes and shit, so get on that. Mm-hmm. Go to the support page, click through to the fucking blog where you'll find all these detailed notes along with support links. Everything's moved over to the blog, so appreciate very much all the bros that have been supporting us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, motivating, as well as all the guys that write in and say great fucking job and that appreciate what we do. Definitely. It's pretty badass of you. So the question stays... Should the bastard, even though it's pretty much already decided, if anybody really thinks I shouldn't start a music podcast, yeah. how about that? I don't know what the legal angle of that is. So I, I might do a couple and get shot right down. To, yeah, yeah. We're looking for all the naysayers out there. Give me a reason not to. Preferably that involves personal insults to myself. You can you can bring my mom up if you want. You know, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, she ain't doing a hiking. <laughs> so I think that's it, man. You got anything else? No, man. That's my bees. We're going to wrap up with another Tim Berry tune here. This one's called Fine Foods Market. This is a newer one from, uh, I believe, last year. So fucking enjoy. Suck my balls. The lottery line at Fine Foods is three blocks long and Hassan selling PBR to hipsters with ironic mustaches who most definitely wants for punk and now wear flannel and scream over bar chords on acoustic guitars. The park's full of scum fucks, boogles and train kids. Busking and flying signs for sparks and beast ice But not food for their dogs Not laundry mats to clean their clothes They don't even shower, but that's how it goes And I don't care much either way Cause when they're my age they'll all own socks 
Vacation homes with pending divorce Memberships at the golf course And I do not, hell no nah. No, I do not Check this out You see, I grew up in a traffic jam A cul-de-sac all-American With tapered jeans and leather jacket And Nike high tops A hair farmer from the suburbs A drunk speed metal drummer Now how the hell did I end up In real tree camo and car hearts It's safe to say that I've lost grip Oh look, there goes another hipster kid In neon on a track bike Paying a school to learn art A bi-green vegetarian A fashion icon charlatan At the bar by rounds with his mother's credit card And I don't care much either way Cause when they're my age they'll all own sobs Vacation homes with pending divorce Memberships at the golf course And I do not Hell no No I do not Come on with it They'll all own sobs Vacation homes with pending divorce Memberships at the golf course And I do not No, I do not Hey, Roger. Uh, you look younger with the beard Thanks, Captain 